You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The Maorinayim is dealing with the question of the definition of Shalom. And uh, it's uh, interesting that, you know, in fact, we're learning today Le'ilunishmas, um, a Kohen, but as we'll see, there's an even deeper connection. Um, but he's dealing with the question of how do we understand the word shalom? Hashem says to Moshe, say to say to Pinchas that I'm going to give him my my bris, my covenant, my great uh, promise to him, and that's going to be I'm going to give him shalom. So the Medrash Tanchuma, in order to explain why the um, promise, why the reward for Pinchas is Shalom. So the Medrash says, because God al HaShalom, how great is Shalom, is peace. Shasim HaTefillahu B'Shalom. That davening ends with the word Shalom, the last bracha of Shmon Esrei, and Hamavarech HaSam Yisrael B'Shalom is the last words of Shmon Esrei. Afterwards we have additional supplications, but the um, davening itself is the uh, original davening is over by the word shalom. So that's how great the word shalom is. And obviously, this is a question we have to understand. Why is the fact that shalom is the last part of davening, why does that make shalom peace so great? Furthermore, continues the Medrash, shalom. the Torah is called shalom. Shanamar, as it says, shalom, and all of, its, all of its pathways are peace. So, yeah, you see from here, that the Torah is referred to as Shalom. So therefore, that makes Shalom a great, a great blessing. And those who are traveling down the road, meaning when someone comes back from a trip, what do you say to them? You say the word Shalom, Shalom Aleichem. And therefore, says the Medrash, that's what, that goes to show you that Shalom, that peace is so great, and that's why Pinchas was given as a reward, um, the, uh, promise of shalom of peace. Obviously, the medrash requires explanation. I mean, the medrash is pointing out that we find the word shalom associated with davening, we find it associated with Torah study, and with someone who's traveling down the road. But what does that tell me about shalom? So, where the Maorinaim is about to go, and I want to say this as an introduction, but before we, he's going to say some pretty complicated stuff. And uh, he's going to say some pretty complicated stuff and try to bring it down into our language. Although in this case, some of it remains really, really esoteric and high. But the message that he's about to relay to us, that's a universal message. And so, even if we don't necessarily understand everything that's being said, as long as we get the point, I think that in this particular case would be sufficient. So, to understand what this means, let's begin with the following. The Sefer Malachi, towards the end, there it says, That Hashem promises us, through Malachi, who is the last of the prophets, that Malachi says, I am the last prophet, but there will come a future prophet. Eliyahu Hanavi will come before the coming of the great day. So he asks, this is a famous verse, but he asks a simple question. 
Hine Anochi Sholeach Lechem literally translates as Behold, I am sending you. Huloshen Hova, which is present tense. The Mashma Afachshav, which sounds like right now in this moment, Eliyahu is being sent to us. Midnalokhsiv, it doesn't say Hine Anochi Eshlach Lechem, I will send to you, but rather, I am sending to you. So the Morinayim, again, cuts to the chase, gets straight to the point. He says, the Ha'emes who? Shekol Hishtokukus Yisrael Ovdei Hashem L'Aviyam Shavah Shemayim Hu Ayidei Bechinas Eliyahu. A very deep idea, but let's put it into our terms so that we can understand it. Um, we know that Avraham represented the attribute of Chesed. When we say he represented the attribute of chesed, it means that every time that each of us does an action of chesed, we're channeling an inner Avraham Avinu. There's a piece of Avraham Avinu that's inside of us. And the same thing when we do Gevura, we're connecting to the Yitzchak that's inside of us. And, and uh, Tiferes, we're connecting to the Yaakov. We've discussed many times in the Sefer already how everyone has a little bit of Moshe Rabbeinu and you can, you can channel that Moshe Rabbeinu. He's saying that everyone has an Eliyahu in them, and we've seen this before, we saw this a few weeks ago, but he's saying the Eliyahu that's inside of you represents your Hishtokikus, your desire and want to connect to Hashem. This um, this in, inner feeling of I want to, I'm drawn towards, I'm excited to go and serve Hashem, Eliyahu Anavi represents that, and when you experience it, you are experiencing the Eliyahu that's inside of you. He says, Shuhu Amavaser, because Eliyahu is the one who proclaims, he's the one who heralds the coming of the redemption. He's saying, but Eliyahu heralds and calls and proclaims every time there's a little miniature redemption, every time there's a reconnection, there's an Eliyahu inside of you that that's exciting and excited to draw you towards Hashem. But only when you are about to do something that contains the concept of shlemus, of completion, of wholeness. And uh, most of us um, spend too much time experiencing brokenness. But there are moments when we can connect to um, wholeness that's the word. Being whole and being complete. He says, when do we have that? Kigon Torah Such as when we're studying Torah, where we're davening. Shehu yichud shalem, in those moments that we um, learn Torah and we, and we daven, we have the power at that point to create a unification, a fixing of all the brokenness in our own lives and in the lives of others and for the whole world. Every time we sit down to daven and, we, and to learn, we create unification and fixing. So he says, Kenoda we know, but machshava v'dibor, that when we, when, when we combine our thoughts, which is machshava, and dibor, which is our speech, shehu yichud gamor, that there's the concept of being whole, of being complete, which happens when we do davening and learning, um, at least for, for the moment that we're doing the davening and the learning, is because of the oneness and the unification of all of our parts. Meaning when we're davening, and hopefully we're davening this way, um, our words 
our, um, come out of our mouth, but at the same time, our thoughts are connected to our words. It's, it seems like a simple concept, but that represents a unification that's happening in the realms above. However, you'll find that sometimes your mind and your mouth are heading in different directions when you're trying to daven or when you're trying to learn. You, you're speaking one, one set of words, you're davening Shmon Esri, and your mind is taking you somewhere else. The unification isn't happening. You're unable to keep your words and your thoughts together. Why not? Says the Maranayim, because you didn't precede your davening and your learning with a desire to connect. If before you um, start davening, you decide, I want to connect to the Creator on high, I want to complete myself, I want to become complete in this moment, and I'm going to make this davening work, then you start your davening, at least, excuse me, at least, at least you begin the davening with your mind's and your mind and your words in the same place. It might be that for some people that inspiration lasts for one bracha, for some people it will last for, for ten brachas, for some people it will just last for, for one word. But nevertheless, there is a moment where there is a connection. He says, But before you can have any completeness, you'll never have your mind and your words and, and of course your actions come together you have to have a great desire, you have to be inspired, you have to feel something inside, that I'm going to make this the davening. That's the Eliyahu that's inside of us. Eliyahu comes with news, comes with tidings, everyone get excited. Um, um, something great's about to happen, we're about to daven. He says, and then can come, Mashiach can come, Mashiach representing the fixing of the world. Again, let me, let me make this uh, very clear so that we understand. There is the Mashiach in, in, in the world. There is the Mashiach that we are all awaiting. We await for him every day. And there is the Eliyahu, the prophet, who will come and bring the exciting news that Mashiach is about to come. He's going to prepare us and get us excited for that moment. Uh, he will herald the coming of Mashiach. At the same time, uh, that same experience is happening inside of me. Every time that I'm bringing a certain completion or a fixing, if you don't have excitement and inspiration before it, then what comes out is broken. Unless you've got, we're not talking about your thoughts that you have at the time of the mitzvah. We're talking about how much excitement you are feeling in the approach towards the mitzvah. That's your Eliyahu. And then the fulfillment of the mitzvah, if it happens in a way of completedness, um, that's your Mashiach. He says, Every time you daven properly. And what does it mean to daven properly? Which is a oneness of your words and your mind. That is an aspect, a fixing of the aspect of Mashiach. Except, when Mashiach will come, may it be soon in our days. Then there will be a universal, constant 
um, unification and completion, meaning the whole world will be will be whole. At that point, all of the thoughts and all of the letters and all of the words which we speak will be elevated. There it will happen in the big picture. But, this is true of each individual person. At the time that you daven. At the time that you study Torah. There's an element of Mashiach every time you do a mitzvah completely. Um, which is really the secret of the concept of building or um, building the construct of Mashiach, as he's about to explain. Tells us the Morinaim. Why has Mashiach not come? Great question. All of us are asking that question. We've been asking that question for close to 2,000 years. So everyone says, everyone thinks to themselves, you know, if only so-and-so would be better then between my decent better and his uh, improving, it'll all, it'll all come together. We're always thinking of things that we can do um, in, to other people, to others around us. And yeah, you know, I probably need to fix something too. But so says the Morinaim, Kemaim Rabal Shemtov, the Shemaso begins a Meromim, as I heard from the Baal Shemtov, his Neshama should have a great place in Gan Eden. Is that everyone has a little piece of Mashiach inside of them, just like you have a little piece of Eliyahu. And your job is to fix the little piece of Mashiach that's inside of you, that's connected to your Neshama. Now, why does each of us have a little bit of Mashiach in us? Kenoda, we know Adam, that the Adam, the first man, Adam Arishon, the word Adam spelled Aleph Dalad Mem, Rashatevus Adam David Mashiach. Adam is Adam David Mashiach, meaning Shikamasa shall Adam Arishon Misofa Yeah, everybody knows. Adam Arishon, his construct, meaning his uh, definition, um, in, involved the entire world. Adam Rishon contained within him all 600,000 souls of Klal Yisrael. Now we know that when he sinned, Adam Rishon was diminished, and of course the 600,000 souls or sparks that were in him were dispersed and dispensed throughout the world. He says, But that's also what Mashiach is going to be. Koma a complete construct, Mikol Nishmas Yisrael, from all the souls of Kal Yisrael. Kalula Misamach Ribo, Mashiach himself will also contain all 600,000 souls. As it was before the sin with Adam. So the reason why Mashiach hasn't come, we don't have to look outward, we have to look at ourselves. Al Kal Achad Mi Yisrael, each member of Kal Yisrael needs. Which is to fix the aspect of Mashiach that's connected to your soul. Now, obviously, since each of us is only a portion of the 600,000 um, souls, so it, it could be that you, you also have to somehow connect to the other people associated with your soul. But essentially, each person has their own little part of Mashiach to fix. Until the entire construct will be complete. And then there will be, once each of us is whole, then we can bring a wholeness to all of us as a group. And should it be, So the question is, so how do I fix myself? 
how do I bring a fixing to myself, which is a little different than saying, how do I fix myself? Fix myself just means to fix. But here, if we recognize that each of us is partitioned and broken and and divided within ourselves, how do we bring a fixing to that? The way to do that is by bringing together our thoughts and our words. If you find that when you're trying to daven, uh, you're saying words one way, and your mind is going elsewhere. That's a reflection of of the brokenness that's within each of us. And being able to keep our minds and and our words together is challenging, but that's what brings a fixing to us. He says, The words are like the body of of your davening. And the thoughts are like the soul of your davening. Kitvila below kavanu, which is why if a person davens and has no thoughts about the davening while they're while they're praying, their mind is somewhere else. Kaguf below neshama, that's a body without a soul. When we daven properly, when we do bring together the davening and, uh, and the words of our davening and our thoughts when we bring together, so to speak, the body and the soul of our davening, shuhu yichud gamar, that brings a complete unification. Kemavur atzenu b'makamach, as we've explained. So each of us needs to bring together, while we are studying Torah, right now, um, the words and the thoughts all have to be in the same place, and, uh, and when we're davening. So you say, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, says the Ma'orinayim, because you're not wanting it enough. If you're starting davening, already thinking what time is Kiddush, if you're starting davening, wondering what time you're going to get out of here, so then there's not a chance that you'll be able to bring together your thoughts and your words. You need to have a desire. You have to have this desire, this want, this this energy. People who um, go about doing mitzvahs, you know, okay, is it time yet? Let's get it done. And then you watch as the holy tzaddikim, every time they do any mitzvah, they seem so excited and so... So he says, That's That's the Eliyahu that's inside of each of us. You're excited about something, Everyone's excited about something. Ask yourself, what is it that you that you are excited about? How excited are you that you are about to um, go and daven before the master of the world? You have a, a a private audience with the king of the universe. He says, "Lekach nikra Mashiach." This is why Mashiach is called Mashiach. He Mashiach ulashen dibor because the word Mashiach, as we'll see, he'll explain from the word Mesiach. Mashiach means to speak. Vamachshava Mashiach as hadibor sheyasiach as haosius, and it's your mind which leads your which leads your words. Interesting thing to try, according to this, would be that instead of you reciting the words of davening and then trying to figure figure out or remember what they mean, it's that your mind should tell you what what the next words are. And therefore, any time that you have a unification of the thoughts, with the speech, that is the fixing of the Mashiach that's inside of you. The only problem is, it only lasts for a certain amount of time. It's not constant. 
it's it's on and off in us. Hopefully, uh, um, we can work on making it on for longer, but it doesn't stay very long. But of course, in the future, when Mashiach will come, at that point, it will always be like that. It will always be that our minds and our thoughts um, and our words will be in the same place. Which is why, before you can have the great completion, before you can have this complete fixing, you have to have Eliyahu come lis orer to shukas Yisrael Mashiach to inspire and to arouse the Jewish people to want Mashiach. Before Mashiach can't come if we don't want him to come. Mashiach is actually um, going to be driven. The Mashiach's coming will happen through all of our wanting. So, therefore, what we're learning is that in order for this to happen on a, in the big picture. We have to have Eliyahu himself come and inspire us and make us so excited that Mashiach is going to come that that excitement will bring Mashiach. Individually, um, for each of us, we are experiencing this a little bit um, every time that we inspire ourselves to um, approach the service of Hashem completely focused, our bodies, our words, and our thoughts. So the question that he's going to deal with now is how did Eliyahu get here? How did Eliyahu become this person? So he says, The reason, that Eliyahu is the one who represents... I mean, if you think about, go through the stories in Tanakh, there's a great number of people who have... Um, experienced a great teshuka or desire to come close to Hashem. Most of us would have guessed that maybe uh, David Amalek would be the one who would represent um, desiring and wanting to connect to Hashem, and you could read it in all of Tehillim. So he says, Ki know that we know Ki Pinchas Shehu Eliyahu. We know that Pinchas is Eliyahu. Uh, the simple understanding of this is that Pinchas actually is Eliyahu, meaning at some point his name changed and he became Eliyahu Hanavi. There are those who want to learn that um, they are of the same aspect, meaning that they're the same neshama. Um, but the simple understanding, and there's no need to, to go to unless uh, one is forced to, um, is to understand that Pinchas actually is Eliyahu. Now we're not going to get into how exactly this works, but as we know, when um, when Aaron was appointed the Kohen Gadol, his sons were made Kohanim, um, except for Pinchas was not made a Kohen at that time. Um, later, by the story of Pinchas, which is what happened in, in the Parsha, at, at the end of the last week's parsha, going into into uh, this week's parsha, Pinchas is made a kohen, and uh, the holy writings tell us this is based on the Zohar that um, Pinchas actually at that moment received the neshamas, the souls of his uncles, Nadav and Aviu, the sons of Aaron. Pinchas was just Pinchas, he was just the grandson of Aaron, and then when he put the spear through Zimri and Kazbi, at that moment he got two new neshamas. Now how you get 
two nishamas at all. How do you get new nishamas? What does that mean? That's beyond us right now. But that's what it says in the Zohar, that he received the souls of Nadav and Avi, the two sons of Aaron. Venoda, and everybody knows, Shesibas Misasan, the reason why they died, the two sons of Aaron, Nadav and Avihu, Rav was because of this overwhelming desire, Bihislavus Gedola, and the incredible passion which they had. Bavodasan in their service, Now, of course, it says in the Torah, they brought in a strange fire, which they were told not to, but why'd they bring in a strange fire? Because they had such a great teshuka, they had such a great desire and want to connect to Hashem. He says, that because they clung so um, steadfastly to the light, to the bright light of Hashem, with such overwhelming desire, their souls departed their bodies. Meaning, unlike we understand that some fire came out and burnt them, they were so overwhelmed by the internal fire that was within them that their internal fire destroyed them. A fire came out before Hashem. And consumed them by Yamusa, they died. Lifne Hashem before Hashem. Lifne Hashem literally in front of Hashem. They died flying their wings. Too close to the sun. Shiniskarvu ma'od behislavus gadol hamchuna leish melifnei Hashem. They came too close to the fire which is before Hashem, meaning their own internal fire. Came v'omer. It says in the Torah, bekarvasa melifnei Hashem. They came too close to Hashem by Yemusu and they died. Machmas gadol akeruv beisha islavus. They came so close to the fire of their passion v'atishuka. And their desire and want, their souls disappeared into the great light. That is the real understanding of how um, how our um, Aaron's sons, um, Nadav and Aviu, died. Now he is going to point out later. Let's see if we get to it. That um, of course, what they did was wrong. They, we're not supposed to do that. But not that we're not supposed to do that at all. They overdid it. They had no boundaries for for their excitement to come and to serve Hashem. But we need to learn from them. They went too far. But at least they were um, passion, impassioned. They were excited. They were into it. They put themselves completely. Uh, at least we should touch on that and have a little bit of that. And so when they when they... Um, wanted so much, they they died of the of. Um, I mean, the, Shlomo says it in Shir Hashirim, but um, Shlomo didn't die of it. But Adam and Avi are basically um, um, of this lovesickness, of this desire to connect to Hashem, and they wanted it so much that they um, burst into flames as a result of getting too close. And then he says, "Va'achakach zacha pinchas." Shehu Eliyahu El Elu Anishamas, and when Pinchas does what he does, he merits. He's Eliyahu. He merits these Nishamas of Nadav Naviu. He is the combination now of this overwhelming desire. He has the ability to control it, as we'll see, and that's what makes him different than than his uncles. But um, 
is still inside of him is this incredible passion in service of Hashem. This is why he's the unification, and he is this great desire. Because it's through him that we can bring a fixing and a unification for all those things that have been separated and broken. Now you may wonder, and that's what he's going to answer now, so if his name is Pinchas, why all of a sudden is he in Tanakh referred to as Eliyahu? What happened to change his name? So he says, the name Eliyahu represents the role of what he is now. Pinchas was the name he was given when he was born. And that's the name that the Torah refers to him in this week's Parsha, the upcoming Parsha, Parsha's Pinchas. But then he says, his name becomes Eliyahu. If you look at the name Eliyahu, it's the Osios Aleph Lamed yud Hey vav So Aleph Lamed is, of course, the name of Hashem. And then yud Hey vav is the first three letters of the name of Hashem. So he says, the Kel, the Aleph Lamed, represents the um, the name of Hashem, the sort of needs to be completed by bringing, bringing that final hey. And how do we do that? The way that we do that, the way that we bring a unification and a fixing to the whole world, which is represented by bringing a unification and a fixing to the letters of Hashem's name. The way to do that is Shkalat Shukos Shal Yisrael, the desires that we have, the wants. Before you even get to action, before you get to words, or even before you get to thought, just to feel a desire and a want. Which, as we discussed earlier and another time, um, that's the feminine waters to bring up the desire. To bring together our words and our thoughts. The way that we do it is because each of us has an Eliyahu inside of us. Which means that each of us has a Pinchas and a Nadav and an Avihu inside of us. And you can find it. Find that piece of you, that part of you that just wants to come so close to Hashem that even if you died, you wouldn't be able to hold back. Kanoda. So he says, when you say, Ana Hashem Hoshiana, um, when, uh, um, which is in the Hallel, and we say, Ana Hashem, please Hashem, Hoshiana. So the Holy Writings say that you're supposed to think that the word Ana, Aleph, Nun, Aleph, is Rashi Tevos, Eliyahu, Nadav, Avihu. Those three individuals, which all become one person in the form of Pinchas. Because if Avram represents Chesed, as we spoke earlier, and Yitzchak represents Gevura, Nadav, Avihu, Pinchas, Eliyahu, all these are now the same person. They represent the desire and the want to connect to Hashem. V'zen nikra shalom, he says, that's what shalom is. That's what peace is. Shu shleimus gamor, a completion. There are people sitting at the tops of mountains, and there are other people who are hiking to the tops of those mountains to go ask those individuals how to find internal peace. And we don't have to climb the mountains to find inner peace. And we already have it inside of us. That's the promise that was given to Eliyahu, to Pinchas, 
the inner peace which all of us are able to to access. Ki because if you don't have inner peace, we are called servants who serve the master for the sake of receiving pras, which means a portion or a prize. But the word pras also means broken. Milashem prusa, a broken a slice of bread. Shudavar ashavar lachatzar, the word pras can mean something broken in half. She'enu davar shalom, which is not something complete. K'mosh Amr, so it's saying, al tiyu ka'avadim al menas l'kabal pras. Don't be servants who serve their master for the sake of receiving brokenness. Avoda prusa she'enu shlemus. So all of us are looking for this internal internal peace. Um, we want inner peace. And we can't find inner peace. Because we're asking and doing things that bring inner brokenness. But if you want to be the servants of Hashem, when we are speaking divrei Torah, feel the words of Torah and words of davening. which involves a powerful want and a strong clinging to Hashem. Shiyaskim, a person has to make a decision, the Yachlit Bedaito, and come to an understanding. Viasameh and be happy. Halavai Shitidbak Nishmasama Diburima Elu Achitzibinaguf. I wish I was on the level where these words can lift me up to connect me to a higher place that's outside of the body, Kamo Eitzal Nadavaviu, as it was with Nadavanaviu. We won't get to that place. I think some people are already concerned. If I start thinking that way, maybe I'll some, come so close to Hashem that uh, we too will die. Don't worry about that. If you ever get close enough, you'll know. But to want, to wish, to be able to give ourselves completely to the service of Hashem, to the point where, if we could, we would let our souls leave our bodies in order to connect to Hashem on a higher level, like Nadav and Aviyu did. Now again, they were wrong. He says, Look in the Gemara, it sounds like there are different reasons why they died. Maybe they had a little bit to drink, maybe they weren't wearing the right clothing, maybe they weren't told, maybe they brought the fire from the wrong place, uh, they, they weren't married, they didn't have children. There's a number of explanations given for why Nadav and Aviyu died. So he says, It doesn't take away from what I'm saying. And here he says an incredible chiddush, a novel idea. He says, What the Gemara says is true. They did do a number of things that they shouldn't have done. Meaning, had they not done those things, He says, had they done it properly, they could have... um, had they, for example, not had to drink, had they um, worn the right clothing, whatever it is that they um, were supposed to have uh, done that they shouldn't have done, or not done that they should have, had they not had that, then Hashem would have protected them, that even though they crossed a line of of getting too close to Hashem to the point where it's a point of no return, Hashem would have protected them, and they would have survived. But because they failed in those other things, so they lost that protection. 
In terms of pure desire to serve Hashem, they were absolutely perfect and right in the way that they did it. And that's what we're looking up to. And more than that's what we're looking up to. That's what we're connecting to. In, because there's a little bit of that inside each of us. The point I'm making. Unification. Unification of our minds and our thoughts. Or any time that there's a unification. That's Shalom al-Shem Shleim is related to the word completedness. This is why Torah is called Shalom. And Davening is called Shalom. Because both of those things bring you a fixing. Each of us is a little bit broken and each of us needs to try to fix ourselves. And the glue that puts us back together is our Davening and our learning. This is why Davening ends with Shalom. Because you've brought together your words and your thoughts, well, hopefully as much as you could, or as much as you were able to accomplish during the time that you were davening. So he says, the name Eliyahu, Aleph Lamed, Yud He Vav. So the Aleph Lamed, again, the name of Hashem, and then you have the Yud, the He, and the Vav. But where's the He? He says, when you speak words, you use five parts of your mouth. You use the throat, and the palate, and the tongue, and the teeth, and the lips. Those are the five things which you use to speak. Those five things form the letter He. Which connects to the Yud Vav, which is the thoughts. So when you go about davening, and you are excited, and you bring your thoughts into it, you've now introduced your Eliyahu, which just needs a He at the end. And the way that you introduce the hay and connect the hay at the end is through using the five parts of your of your um, speech instruments. All this happens through the Eliyahu, Shuhu Mavaser, who is the um, um, the uh, news bringer, Shuhu Atushuka Shemitchila, and which is the desire which you started with. This is why when someone comes from a trip, someone comes from a, from traveling, no sin lo shalom. We give him, we give him um, the word. We tell him shalom aleichem. Kedodim Masha Amru Bezorah Kadosh as the Zohar says, Shekisha Adam Hu Baderech Zivuga Ilaa is Davik Baadei. That every time a person is traveling on the road, um, which represents um, the. Um, the exile, the general exile of the Jewish people. Um, um, so, is meaning the Shekhinah, the divine presence, also follows along and is also traveling. which represents the hay. Venasa Gamkin Yichud Vahavin, which creates unification. I don't have time to go into that to explain it. Uh, we're almost out of time. But just to um, basically, that when a person's traveling, there is a distance or a brokenness that's created because that's what traveling is, that's what exile is. And just like the Jewish people as a whole 
are in exile. The distance that's created um, is is br- brings a, a brokenness. And then the coming together through a davening on their learning creates a fixing. In the same way on an individual level, when you leave your surroundings and your comfort, there also creates this. And then when a person comes back or comes to a place, comes to visit somewhere, where that's going to be a connecting, that's what the word shalom means. Shalom Aleichem means um, may you have the fixing that you're about to um, experience. May it be a good fixing. Um, um, be, be through Rabbi, the place that you come to. Yes, I thought that that Eliyahu gets retired by God because he may have been very close to God and jealous for God, but he wasn't getting along real well with the people. So he needed fixing on that, and he needed completion, and that's why he's at every bris and every Pesach Seder, and why he's going to do the Mashiach, because God wanted him to know that even if the people were temporarily sinning, they were basically, you know, it was a covenant forever, and the people would have, uh, would, he, he should see that the people were going to keep God's commandments. Well, and, um, and so I, I don't see... That's a great point. The thing is, that's one of the side effects of being passionate. Um, a person who's passionate uh, and excited about things, one of the most frustrating things for such people is watching other people who are not as excited and not as passionate. And uh, Elio was told when he says, you know, they're not really keeping our Hashem. is like, they keep it, they keep it. In fact, you're going to go to every bris and testify that they do. And, and uh, if you think about it, you know, your uh, bris seems like a surgical procedure, and yet we turn it into some kind of, of party, party like this child is going to be the next Mashiach. That's what it is. That's exactly what we're doing. So it's, it doesn't, I, I don't see it as a question. On the contrary, I think that the fact that that's what Elio becomes is just further strengthening of the fact that he represents this great desire to connect to Hashem and, and sort of he's running at full speed and wondering why everyone else is, is just slowly jogging or walking behind him. So, uh, you know, he's got to get through that. Okay, let's try in to figure... Our religion, okay, in our religion, we have to... You know, in, in a lot of other religions, you go up on a mountain and that's your spirituality and, and dealing with people doesn't work. We have to deal with people. We well, yeah, Elio's issue isn't dealing with people. Elio's issue is the fact that he feels that people aren't, aren't trying hard enough. And and uh, that that's that's part of the LEO in us. That's why all of us experience the same thing. All the things that we're excited about, we're wondering why other people aren't, and uh, the things that they're excited about, and what we're really supposed to be focusing on is on strengthening our own excitement. I just want to try to get through this a little bit more. So let's uh, let's get back into the text because uh, basically we're out of time. He says, "V'zehu." That's what it means. Hine anochi sholeach lechem. Behold, I am sending you, not future. Tamid Bahova in the present. Es Eliyahu, because it's always like this. Before you can have a Bo Yom Hashem, before the coming of the Hashem, which is the reconnection of Hashem's name, you have to first have the Eliyahu come. Okay, and I'm, I'm skipping to the end now. He says, that's what the Pasuk means. Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron HaKohen. Heishiv es Hamasi. Heishiv es Hamasi literally means brought back, pulled back. On Hamasi, my anger, my wrath, and stopped Hashem from destroying the Jewish people. So he says um, that um, Pinchas ben Alazar, Heshiv S. S, of course, is Aleph Taf, represents the letters of the Aleph base, and um, 
Pinchas was the one who Heshiv S, who brought back the letters, who brought a fixing to the letters and the words. And this is so beautiful when, when they're able to show us how, even though there's the simple meaning, if you look deeper into the words, you find a much, much deeper um, um, understanding of what the verse is saying. It's not Heshiv as Hamasi pulled back on my anger, but Heshiv, he brought back, from the word Teshuva, S, the letters of the olive base, and Hamasi, which we usually translate as anger, but the word Hamasi actually means my heat. Uh, anger is usually with passion and heat, which is why the word anger um, is, um, has the word Hamasi. But Hamasi literally means my my warmth, my home, my temperature, my passion. Meaning, Heishiv S, Hamasi. Pinchas ben Alazah brought a fixing to the world through his passioned, impassioned act. And therefore, and not I will give him. I'm always giving it to him. Meaning that Pinchas, what he did, was so complete and so perfect in terms of being completely um, acting with his passion and with his desire in the right way. Not even a few maybe did it the wrong way or they had they preceded it with inappropriate actions, but somehow Pinchas grabbed hold of the power of of the passion that was within Nadevanavihu, brought it into himself, and then used it to do what he did, and so he became the personification of the concept of um, uh, of a passion and a desire which brings about a unification of the of the thoughts and the words of um, uh, the thoughts and the words of of uh, of of davening and learning and all of that which happens um, is all through this. On a practical level, we'll finish with this. And once again, you know, it's a, it's a zuchus to to give this class specifically. And Zechen Ishmas, a a kohen whose name was was Eliyahu, but um, the the idea that each of us needs to search inside of ourselves and find the parts of us that are broken in the sense that our thoughts and our words are are separated. We're unable to connect to ourselves even. We're unable to find a fixing within ourselves. And what we need to do is um, search for the passion and the desire to connect to Hashem on a deeper level, on a higher level. Find the Eliyahu inside of us and bring Bring the Mashiach within ourselves, the representing the wholeness, the just being complete, having all our parts working together, at least at the time that we're supposed to be, um, uh, at least at the time that we're supposed to be doing it, we should, um, meaning during davening and learning, whenever we get a chance to bring a wholeness to ourselves. And um, you know, I see in the comments that was asked whether whether um, this is why Aram wouldn't wasn't allowed to mourn them to a certain extent. Yes, and and yes, Pinchas um, did approach crossing the line, um, 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 but he didn't. Pinchas held it under control, and that's what he teaches us how to do. May all of us merit that we should find that passion inside of us once again, a passion for the right things to come closer to Hashem, and may we merit the coming of Mashiach within each of us, and the coming of Mashiach in, um, for the whole world. for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.